Coming up on this week's Midco SN podcast, I check in with our Jason Andera and we talk all things triathlons. We'll get into what kind of workouts go into getting ready to compete, the ins and outs during a race, and how cool it is to see USD at a team this past year. Welcome to the Midco Sports Network podcast, presented by Avera Orthopedics. Here's Elena Lanson. Hey everybody, and thank you, Jandy, for joining us. This guy right here is actually training for a triathlon right now. So, Jandy, so, what's the prep going into this right now? That is, I don't know. It's hard to say that I'm training because I am training. But just to be clear, like some people are really serious about what they do with their training and their triath and going into triathlons. I'm literally doing it just to get my butt off the couch and so i keep moving and it's just a great way to train in general because it's really low impact training swimming is really low impact training biking is really low impact training and then running i mean it's it's only three miles so it's not going to be too much impact so he says only three miles like it's well, no big deal well, I, would, honestly, I would die during i used miles. to be that person i used to be that person i i was like how can somebody just say oh i just ran a 5k I was not a, I'm not a runner by any stretch of the imagination, but I can once relate. you start doing it, once you just, you can relate to this too. Once you start doing something and you just get a little bit better and a little bit better, it, it becomes much, much more attainable. And, and you start saying things like, oh, it's only three miles. Like there are people that do this triathlon stuff seriously that would just like laugh at the way I train. Oh my gosh. They, I don't think anybody who knows triathlons would laugh at or, you know, make little of anybody else doing them because they know how truly hard it is doing three different things in a row. It, it's not an easy feat at yeah, all. When, when somebody first came up to me and said, do you want to do a triathlon? I, you know, you just kind of laugh like, yeah, right. Like I can't do that. And when I ask other people to get into triathlon, they laugh at me too. And the reason is, is first of all, people are just really uncomfortable swimming, which is what you are so good at. That's so you've the got only the, part of the race where I could hold my own. The rest of it, especially the run, is where I would completely fall off. I if just, I was if I was doing I highly, a full one. I highly doubt that. But getting back to your first question, how am I training? Okay, so I literally pulled a training schedule off the internet where they increase your times by about 10% each week and then give you a rest week. So they go three increases by about 10% of just time. So so literally, this is, this is what it looks like. You can't see it on the podcast, but I do a swim, a bike, and a run every week on three different days, and then I do a circuit twice a week, um, and then I just put a number beside it to how many minutes you have to do. So literally starting out, it was like, uh, like 15 minute runs and then it goes up to, you know, 20 minute runs and then 29 minute runs and then 30 minute runs. So you don't really do distances. You just run times. And this is a super beginner way to do it. And that's kind of what I am. Um, I just later, literally, like I said, needed to get back into a little bit of shape. So uh, Chloe, our social media director, gives me little stickers. That is awesome. When I, love I it. get my goal. So you can see there's a few empty places, but for the most part, I've been getting my stickers. I started. You have quite a few stickers on here. For the people at home, you can't see them. But how many weeks out are you yeah. starting? Yeah, I think I think for me, I mean, if you're in decent shape, you you don't need to start three months ahead. But I started three months ahead, 13 weeks, figuring that'll give me a good endurance-based 
uh, lung capacity enough to do this and not to totally die out in the middle of the race. Um, so I think I think in general, if people if people are in decent shape, they could they could train within a month and have no problem whatsoever. But I do three months just to, you know, that's just what I picked. That's really cool. And it, it's such a great way to get in shape because, like you said, it's low impact. Yeah. And when you do different activities, oh. it tests your body in different ways. So yes. your body doesn't get used to one workout or something like that. Like you don't just get used to swimming or you don't just get used to running. So that really helps you get in shape as well because your body isn't used to, okay, it's doing something new. And that really helps as well. Honestly, like I've thought about, oh, maybe I should try to run a marathon or. And I hear people doing that, and it just, it just seems so boring. I will be your so number boring. one hype man for the seems entire so thing. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't disparage anybody who's done a marathon. That is incredible. But for me, like you said, being able to switch it up every day, I literally have a different workout. Whether it's a circuit training workout that I do with my trainer Brianna on Tuesday and Thursday. Shout out Brianna. She has been awesome. She just does overall strength training and overall cardio high intensity interval training. Um, that's my favorite. That is workout. A choice. It's great. And, and so you just get 45 minutes on Tuesdays and Thursdays, mostly every, I don't skip very often. Um, and then I do my sport specific ones at least once. And then I double up on the one I'm weak at, which is swimming. At least in the first month, I really wanted to make sure because you, you don't want to drown. No. <laughs> like that's the number one fear of people yes. in triathlons. And I think a lot of times people are like, oh, if you train in a pool, it'll just completely transfer into open water or something like that. It is completely different. Um, you're out there with hundreds of other people. You're kind of mauling each other in the yeah. water. You're getting pushed. You're getting your legs scratched. You might be pulled. I mean, there's just a lot to battle, and that doesn't even count the sun. I've had trouble in no. open water with, like, the sun reflecting off the lake or the ocean and, you know, like, shining into my goggles. I can't see anything. <laughs> we're, and we're, then you're with everybody else. No one can see anything. So it's just splashing and just kind of you got to get out there. We are uh, we're not promoting triathlon very well. Yeah, I guess we're not. Oh, <laughs> but, my gosh. But you're so, it is such a you're good so experience. Right. But here's the thing. Everybody comes in with that fear. And I came in with a little bit of that fear. But I got in when I did my first triathlon, I got into the pool. I got myself up where I could do 600 meters with no problem and I could without stopping. So that was my my goal. And then I got to open water. And the guy who convinced me to do a triathlon, his name is Howard Bish, Bish and he did his first triathlon at 58 years old and he continues to do them. He's almost 80 now. That is amazing. He is an amazing man. And he, he said, Hey, you know, you might want to at least try open water swimming before the first triathlon. I'm like, Oh, I'll be fine. I can do 600. No, he's like, no, come out with me. We're going to swim this. I'm like, all right, that's fine. So we went out, you know, about a hundred meters or so into the, into the lake and then just slam, swam parallel with the shore. And I was like, okay, I'll just go back and forth. And then you can't see. You yeah. can't see. You have you can't see that blue line at the bottom of the pool. You can't see tell which direction you're going. You're gulping in really gross lake water. Yeah. And you I was wearing a wetsuit at the time and that was the first time I'd actually worn a wetsuit in water. And that is constricting for some people. It yeah. it's a real adjustment. All those things came rushing and I think I had like a mini panic attack and I you swam do. back to the shore. And how he's like, see, I told you, I told you. And I'm like, oh, what just happened there? And then I literally was, it was like two weeks away from the race. And I hadn't, 
even thought about actually trying to swim outdoors. And I said, am I really going to do this? Like, I can I do this? And uh, luckily, I got back in and tried it, and I just... I I just was in really good shape that year, and I I plowed through it. But the, the actually the second triathlon I did, um, I waited two years to do another one. I even had more trouble swimming in the water, um, just because I was under under trained that time. I'm like, oh, I can do it. And then I got out there, and I same thing. I had a cramp in the middle of the water, and you just start freaking out. So you do. It is so, so hard. Not so why seeing. do why do people like us like? I don't know. Why do we even do that? But the reason for me is is I have to continually push my comfort zones um, because I'm so prone to just crawling back into my hole and just staying and not and being comfortable. And I have learned from so many people that being comfortable is like the key to just being blah and depressed. You have to just get out past your comfort zones. And this just seemed like something like Howard convinced me to do it. I saw him do it as a lifetime sport. I'm like, you know what? You can do this. And you feel so much better after realizing you can do something that is hard. And it is mentally and physically hard to get through that swim. But once you're done with that open water swim, you feel like you could just walk on the clouds. I, I just feel so good because... The bike and the run, I mean, take a break if you need to. I mean, slow down. <laughs> but the swim, you just feel like you literally could die. See, the swimming part's the only part and you're, that I okay, feel confident So this in. is a D1 swimmer talking. Tell me your perspective on, on swimming. So it is absolutely nothing to laugh at. When you said you were getting, like, claustrophobic or suffocating yeah. in the water, I swam for 18 years, and when I would get out there, I would feel the exact same. You can't see the bottom. Um, and being mauled that's no easy feat that's the other part <laughs> you gotta there like are swimmers really be all over you yeah you've got to be so tough i waited the first year until everybody had already started and went past because i was i didn't want any part of that group yeah yeah my biggest thing was running out there as fast as i could because if you can you get, wanted out, to in get front, out in front yeah oh my gosh and then um one thing i gotta mention you know how you have the trackers on so yeah. they're usually around your ankle um and you can kick that, and that hurts so bad if you when get you're the out right, there. Yeah, 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 if you get the right angle and you kick that, and that hurts. But um, the biggest difference is, like, you go from training in a pool, you have proper technique, you're breathing to the side and everything, out in open water. Like I said, you can't see where you're going. So you have to, like, lift your head up almost every stroke or every other stroke. And that's tiring, too, for a swimmer. Okay, you're a swimmer. You're right. And I went to you for advice back in March or whatever I'm it was this year. I'm sorry if I led you astray. No, no, you, <laughs> you told me the right thing. You said, hey, you know, it's different. In open water, you can't have perfect technique and have your head down the whole time and, and swim through. And you're exactly right. So I've been practicing swimming with my head up. And I think that's helped me a lot because it does drag you down a little bit. Yeah. No, oh, it does. And it, it's something you have to practice almost because – my neck would get tired trying to lift it up out of the water and kind of look around, see where I was, okay, take another stroke, maybe two, and then pop back up and doing that for however long, you know, we're, we'll get into the length of those triathlons, yeah. but like even doing it for like 400 yards or 700 for the shorter ones, I mean, it's it's exhausting. And then you got to run onto the beach, but once you're I running- I also don't feel confident again. That's like my favorite part because you're when like- When you're done, okay, yeah. Okay, well, yeah, when you're done. Oh, yeah, yeah. But um, like everyone's on the beach because that's like the one place besides the finish line that you can see everybody finish because during right. the bike and run, you're out on the course. No one can really see you or cheer for you. So when you're running out onto the beach and everyone's cheering for I know. you and your legs are dead and you're just like making your way <laughs> up to the transition you're like yeah like i can do this this was cool i 
that just takes me back because the first triathlon I did was in 2014. I was I was almost gonna turn 40, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna be in my 40s. I need to find a sport where I can stay in shape in my 40s. So this is what I wanted to do, and uh, so anyway, back to that that point where you get out of the water and you're running and people are cheering for you. Um, my friend John Clemmy, he snapped a picture of me out, coming out of the water, and that's my that's like one of my favorite pictures. And it's not like flattering or anything, but I just I, I felt so good at that moment, and it just felt so good to run out in that part. So maybe we'll have to put that picture on our. Uh, I was going to say that's going to be the graphic, graphic, graphic. Blog or um, podcast <laughs> post. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And then, uh, so. I'm going to be totally honest. I've only ever done a triathlon with a like yeah, a team. So you did um, a team triathlon. My dad Tell is, me about this. My dad is super into triathlons. He loves it. He ha- he has a club team and they go out and train oh, wow. in like Lake Erie and stuff. He's got all the equipment like Does he have the the swimming? He has the uh yeah, the wetsuit and stuff. Yeah, but does he have caps? the swimming fear at all? Or he's um, just He's so used to it. He you just know what? Loves it. I'm gonna have to ask him because I know in the beginning he was lap swimming, lap swimming, and yeah. until he joined this team, um, I'm not sure he had ever done an open water swim, unless it was with the triathlon. But I'm pretty sure that I was on the triathlon team um, up until then. But I'm gonna have to check with him if yeah, that I was just a wonder. Worry. I wonder how common this is among I know triathletes. That that's like usually the the weakest spot, like the weakest yeah. link for you know anybody who's going out there unless you're a swimmer because a lot of swimmers take up triathlons after they're done i I was just going to say that is most of the successful triathletes come from swimming because you can get such an advantage because most people are just amateur swimmers so they can get a nice advantage and they're already in good cardio shape to be able to do the other two sports so yeah i've i've heard of a lot of swimmers that keep going with triathlon yeah i would love to get into it I all just, right we well, still got it's just the running <laughs> i would love to bike and stuff it's just oh i can't get over the fact the running part but i actually think fun story we got into triathlons as a family my brother ran cross country and my dad was a cyclist so that's how he kind of trans you guys were got it all covered yeah so we were kind of like the perfect. Winning. i think our triathlon name was like the lanson legion of doom or something <laughs> yeah my dad came up with that one but um we we're on vacation. We always went to Hilton Head every single year, same time, and it was called the Beach Bum Triathlon. My dad, it was, I think it was considered a sprint. Um, I was only out in the ocean for like 700 yards, and I can't remember. I think the run was like maybe three miles, and the bike was maybe like six or ten. It was pretty short, um, but it was all on the beach, which was super fun, and it was kind of like a family event and stuff. So he signed us up, and we literally have, they were coconut trophies, like dressed up and painted and everything. They were coconut trophies, and we have them in our living room still. Oh I think we gosh, have two fun. or three, yeah. But one year, I was out there, and I got stung by a stingray a couple of years before. No. So my dad was super mad at me at this one. So I was scared. Mad to, at you? Well, I'll, you'll okay, understand. Okay, okay. But um, so I, I was just like, you're going to have to talk me into this. Like, I don't want to go all the way out in the ocean again because that's where it happened. Yeah. Um, they talked me into it. So I got out there the first year we did it. I was out there treading water at the last buoy until someone would, like, caught up and would run in in front of me. So I it, I feel so bad, but I was time. just like, 
oh my gosh, well, someone's gonna have to run in in front of me because um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna touch the bottom. I would swim up until like I could just not my arms Elena. would be touching this. I was so scared out there. <laughs> and then I'm sorry, I shouldn't. Oh laugh. no, no, laugh. please laugh. My dad was so mad. He saw me out there just like treading, and he knew it was me because I was super competitive <laughs> at the time. So, yeah, oh, Elena, he knew that's... it was me out there just treading water, and he he was. Come on, come on, get in here. Come but, on, Elena. Yeah, and then the next time I was like, okay, nothing bad's going to happen to me. I'll just get out there, kind of swim my own race. And they, I was just like, everything's going to be scared from the pack of swimmers. Like, yeah. it'll they'll swim away, like the animals or like whatever. Yeah. Um, the next time, <laughs> it was like, I think it was in late August, I grabbed a jellyfish. And I was I was like doing my stroke. I, it like latched onto my entire body. And it was just... They saw it when I ran out of the water. They all, like, ran up to me. I had, like, a lifeguard and stuff. It was pretty bad, but no, obviously nothing compared to the stingray. But oh I was just like, goodness. I have to go out there with the elements, and you get to take a jog on the beach, yeah, Logan? Yeah, you get a nice like, little jog. <laughs> yeah, so. Wow. But those are some of my favorite family memories. But that's how my—I think that's how my dad got into it. I mean, he, he was just, always a cyclist, but. So he's like, hey, this yeah, is Yeah, it was kind cool. of a family thing first. You know, like I said, Howard got me into it, and, and I just— I can't thank him enough. But that being said, over the last five years, I've only done this will only be my third one. So I'm not super into it, but I like the sports to keep me in shape. So and it did throw me off with the last swim, getting a cramp in the middle of the water. I that that kept me away literally for a couple of years. So now I'm like, OK, time to get back into it. But you touched on it. There's different distances. Yeah, different lengths. So, and I always used to get, I didn't get mad, but I'm like, when people would call it the mini triathlons, because I'm like, it's not a mini, it's a sprint. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sprint triathlon. It, it still is hard. You just have to go faster for a shorter amount of time. Yeah, yeah. No, but mini makes it sound so like, oh, it's just a junior one. But the one I'm doing is at Wall Lake where there are no jellyfish. There you go. But the water Check. is probably not <laughs> as crystal clear. Is what you got to swim. Oh, in. I was in the Carolinas, so oh, yeah, was separate you know Atlanta. what? But yeah. still, a lake, a l- I feel so much safer in a lake, don't you? Oh, I do too. I, the lakes are fine. There was one one year we did it at Lake Alvin. It was my first year where they had to postpone the um, the entire triathlon by like two months because there's too much flooding and there was farmlands around there. So, you know, the dirty farmlands would yeah. get into the lake, and the lake was literally just too dirty to swim. <laughs> so, and that turns a lot of people off. Like, you just yeah. don't want to swim in a dirty lake. But I figure we're breathing toxins all the time. Let's, at least we're exercising. Um, That's but anyway, a really positive outlook. <laughs> this one, this one we're doing uh, is at Wall Lake. That's the same one I did my last one at. And it's, it's called the Sprint Triathlon. So, a Sprint Triathlon is anywhere between about 400 and 700 meters for the swim. This one's on the low end. I think it's I think it's 500 yards, which is I don't know how that converts to meters, but it's a it's a pretty quick swim. You can get it done in you could probably get it done in like 7 minutes. I am very very washed up. I I, doubt I am it. a very my, former swimmer. <laughs> my goal is like 12 minutes. If I can get like a 12 minute swim and I'll be very happy. So just think about swimming for 12 minutes straight and then you run. Um, well, we'll get into that later, but some of the other distances. So this one's a, a 500 yard swim, 15 mile bike ride and a 5k after that. So about three mile run. And then when you get to the, let's see the Olympic, which is a really popular one, the Olympic distance, that's about double 
And of course, every course is going to be just a little bit different. But for the most part, that's about a, a 1.5K swim. And then it's a, a 40K bike ride, which is about 26-ish miles. And then uh, the run is a 10K. And then it keeps going up and up from there, whether you want to do a half try or half... Um, Iron Man, half Iron Man or a full Iron Man, which a lot of people do the Iron Mans now too. Yeah, I was a part of the half team. You did a half team, wow. Yeah. So that, that was, was a long swim. How long did that take oh you? Oh my gosh, I should know right off the top of no, my I head. No, I mean just about. Um, I think it was. You're in there for. I want to say like 15 minutes. What was the distance for that one again? For the the half. Yes. That would be about. Uh, about Maybe. mile and a half. Yeah, then I'm very off. It was in 15 or about mile. So maybe it was. I think it was closer to 25. Maybe that's what it okay. was. It I'm thinking of the it other could be a little stuff. Different. Yeah, I'm thinking of the other ones. You know, um, you know what's interesting is another guy we work with here, Craig Dewitt. He's done a couple of um, triathlons too, and he like he remembers every single <laughs> time awesome. down to the second that he does on all of these. So whenever he asks me, I'm like, um, it's something like that. I'm just like you. I, I don't know. It was something like something like that. He'll tell you exactly. The time That's and awesome. Yeah, no, for that, I was always a sprinter in swimming, so I was just lucky to finish it. I was Good just like, you. I'm just trying to get out there and finish it. But Good my, for you. my dad, he'll do do the whole thing, and um, I know he was training for the full, and I'm just like, I don't know how you do it. And then the full, the full Ironman. Yeah. Oh, good for him. Just to you know, see. I mean, the full Ironman's a it's a, a marathon a marathon run marathon run. And yeah, it's like a. I don't even remember what the swim is, but it takes forever. It's oh over a gosh. mile. It's like, yeah. And my roommate in college, or uh, my roommate, did it, and she she liked it a lot. I mean, but she was training at four o'clock in the morning, and I was just like, "I'll see you later th- later in the day." Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna see. It's like almost a three mile then. swim for the. the okay, Ironman. so it was about one point five. Yeah, so half was about yeah, one point two to so one point five. I think it was like uh, right around twenty five. I can't remember. But then on top of that. On top of your time for that, you have your transitions. And luckily, yeah. I just tagged the next person. I was like, I'm done. Let's go. But, That's something people but when don't you're doing realize. It by yourself, you yeah. have to practice your transitions too. Yeah. Like how quickly you can change. Because yeah. you usually, I don't know, I think don't, um, they usually wear their bike shorts underneath. So I you wear can my just bike shorts underneath. Yeah. I just wear suit. bike sh- shorts underneath my wetsuit and then just wear my bike shorts running and, and biking and throw a t- I just do a t shirt. A lot of people have bike shirts, but. Anybody um, who tries to put on socks while you're wet, it is a task. Go. And then your feet have to be somewhat dry so you don't get blisters. Exactly. So you, yeah, there's you a have lot to, to go into. You have that. to pack a towel, and I have the thinnest socks I can find, the thinnest, easiest to put on socks you can find. So uh, Howie, of course, my mentor, yeah. <laughs> he like taught me how to pack this bucket of of triathlon for the transition and where to place everything. And of course, the very first triathlon I did, I I like. I think I put my running shoes on instead of my bike shoes for the bike. And then uh, a guy's like, hey, you got the wrong shoes on. <laughs> but I was just so excited to be done with the swim. I didn't care. <laughs> so I came back and switched to the bike shoes quick. Do you but, have like the click-in yeah, ones? Yeah, you got the click-in, okay. the click-in bike shoes. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, and then, the yeah, the, the click-in bike shoes. Like the second year, I did, the second triathlon I did, I had my bike shoes on and 
I got locked in and I fell over because I, oh, I was totally I would too. I have no idea. My dad's uh, tire popped during one of the races. Oh. And look, I mean, he's been biking for years, so he knew how to quick change it and everything like that. But I would be like, I'd still be strapped in just like tilting <laughs> over like onto like the, what do you guys call it out here? We call it the devil strip in Ohio, like the little piece of grass in between the sidewalk and the no, street. I don't know. I don't call it anything. Yeah. So I would just be like tipping over into that. Oh, yeah. gosh. <laughs> there are. Yeah. But you get getting into these transitions that I had no idea about when I said, sure, I'll do a triathlon. So, I mean, people who really care about their times really do practice their transitions because you can cut a lot of time off right there. But me, I'm just doing it for fun. So I just do my best. To, I do practice it. I do practice because you're right. Um, just drying off your feet, putting socks on and putting your bike shoes on without falling over and making sure you have you know, your helmet and everything in the right spot so that you can take off. I mean, that takes a, I don't know, a it minute take, or so. Yeah, it, it takes some time. I know my dad will, he'll obviously like go swim first. And then yeah. when he goes back to bike and then to run, he'll like do the transitions in the driveway real quick and yeah. like time himself. And like, that's so a good he's way serious. to practice. That is good. He's pretty serious about it, but like he... He's been doing it for a little while now, so he's more but, used to it. But you got to practice. Yeah, those try transitions. to take try to take a minute off of your swim time or your mm-hmm. bike is is a lot harder than taking a minute off of your transition time. Like, yeah, if you can get your transition done in thirty seconds or less or whatever, you know, I'm sitting there for two minutes. I mean, that's a huge difference. And when you work so hard in whichever area you're you're going in, you don't want the transition to take away from that either. You're like, oh, I've trained so hard in swimming or biking. I don't want to, you know, gain time on my transitions when that's not what I, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, but it's part of the race. It's part of the race. It's yeah. exactly, it's part of the race. So there's two transitions, uh, transitioning from the swim to the bike, which is for me a lot harder. And then when you go from the bike to the run, it's pretty much just taking your bike shoes, shoes off. Right? Okay. Yep. Putting your running shoes on and, you know, yeah, you can whip I've your, already tapped out by then. Yeah. So I don't you know. can whip I don't your helmet off part. anywhere, you know, so that doesn't take very long. But that first transition is the one that, that gets a lot of people. And do you eat anything during your transition? No, mine, I have a sprint triathlon. I mean, some people are like, oh, yeah, make sure you get your gels or, you know, the whole thing takes, I mean, what is it? It takes me less than two hours. It's, I think I was an hour 40 something um, last time I did it, and I was right in the middle of the pack. I mean, that's kind of average for my age group so um you can go two hours without getting getting some glucose and that's true my dad's really big on those goos so i used to take it before i swam but now there's like the energy jelly beans that those those came out towards the tail end when i was in college i think my junior and senior year and we ate those all the time so yeah you do need you're gonna burn you know you're gonna burn a couple hundred calories every half hour so you do have to make sure you don't crash. So through your training, I think when you're doing like an almost full one on on some of your days where you do two events at the same time, you do have to make sure that you aren't going to crash. Yeah. That's that'd, yeah. Be, that'd be bad. Do you know um, what the closest like half or full is to South Dakota? I don't. I know there's a, a triathlon group in South Dakota. I should have... Uh, should have got more information on that before, but I know you can oh, research just, that. Yeah. No, I know you can research that, and they've got a list of all of the, the races that you can go to close. Because I know there's only a couple per year. Like, yeah. they're a pretty big event. When we were there, it's like a huge expo. Like, 
they have like um, masseuses lined up and oh, wow. there's like uh, different like sections. Obviously, you can buy this stuff, but you can like get those compression massages, you know, like putting oh, wow. your legs in those. I don't even know Ooh. what they're called anymore. Um, like those bags and you like kind of are on like a massage chair, but like the bags like squeeze the muscles or like that. game ready. It's like where you ice up and stuff. Wow, I don't that'd know. Be- it, it's like definitely an event. So I was wondering what the closest one to well, here I, would be. I, I know, know. The, the sprint triathlons I know are there's one in Yankton that comes up in August every year. There's the one at Wall Lake, the Dakota Man, that's um, run by Shields, and that's uh, that's coming up June 22nd. That's the one I'm going to be one? in. Oh, yep. Everyone and get out and cheer for GMD. I think there's one more in Madison. I don't I don't okay. want to say for sure, but I think there's one more in Madison that you can do. And then as far as when you get to the Olympics or the or the Fulls, or I guess full is an Olympic. Olympics or the Ironmans, I think, uh, I think there's one in Omaha. Oh, wow. So that is pretty close. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. And they change every single year. Yeah, I know my, yeah, some of them my are... friend did it, she was, like, up in Lake Placid, and she was like, it was so cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just Ugh. like, uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely and retired when I'm like, uh, don't put me down for that. <laughs> you know, and it, it does. It, like, the temperature of the water makes a big difference. Oh, and, yeah, huge. I mean, there's huge. all kinds of stuff that, to think about for a triathlon. But, but yet, it's so easy to get into. I mean, it is a little bit expensive uh, to get the... If you want to get the right bike and the right bike shoes and the, you know, if you want to get a wetsuit and things like that. But really, you could just take your, yeah. whatever bike you have, whatever tennis shoes you have, whatever swimming suit you yeah, have. Yeah, I you never could even just, wore a wetsuit. Yeah, you can just races, get out there and so do it. I like the wetsuit. It gives me a little more mental, yeah. <laughs> a little more mental edge because it gave me that, that little bit more buoyancy and, a, buoyancy and a little bit more, less drag, I think. When I'm swimming, so if nothing else, it helps me mentally. It's like a placebo. Yeah, yeah. But. <laughs> no, I I definitely think they help, um, especially when it's like colder temps. Yeah, they'll help you keep your body heat in. But yeah, I just kind of if you're used I to I was winging it. So yeah, if you're <laughs> used to not there. having the the wet, there's a lot of people that don't wear wetsuits, and mm-hmm. I think most people are like when you're half like wetsuits. More or, serious about it, you're gonna get the wetsuit like Jandy. Yeah, I've got. I went out the first year, and I thought I was all serious, and I got the full like full wet wetsuit with um, sleeves and everything. So. That's awesome. I, I've it got is it. constricting, though. It, yeah, yeah. You got to try it on. I'm like, like oh my god! Like swim once with it before. And you I'm go. a little claustrophobic anyway. I I'm a little bit. I've kind of gotten over that for the most part. But yeah, I've heard of a lot of people who once they get inside that wetsuit, they do feel a little bit trapped. Yeah. But um, but there's a little trick to that too to make sure you you can learn how to take that off quickly. Yeah, you have to like not learn easy. how to unzip Find the back your zipper, by yeah. yourself. Yeah. Yep. I know that's one thing my dad had to like learn too. And I, I think a lot of people like have a tie or something yeah, on you there got a so tie, they can just pull and then you can velcro really your tie inside so Yes. It, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wow. There there are literally so many elements. There's a lot of little stuff, yeah. but don't I don't want to you know intimidate anybody because oh, you no. literally can. You can you can, you can just do it with whatever. If you're in shape, you could literally 2 weeks out be ready for a triathlon and you could be you can use a mountain bike, you can use whatever you want. You don't have to have the f- fancy road bikes um or you know whatever. You can just and get out and do it. The best part about it is if all else fails, the running's last, and you could walk part you of can it. Walk or it. you can yeah. there's so many people like along the streets and stuff oh, that yeah. cheer you on. And it's just like when you finish whatever type of triathlon you're doing, you're like, I did it. Like it's yeah. just such an empowering feeling. It it really is. And they do a good <laughs> job at the Dakota Man where um they can see your bib number coming up and they'll say your name and then the crowd cheers. So 
like that's awesome. The culture, the culture with racing is really cool. With, uh, I mean, nobody's gonna talk bad about you as somebody passes you on the bike. They're like, "Good job, keep it up, you can do it." Um, you can tell the people that are doing it for the, one of the first times and. They need to hear that. I needed to hear that when I did my first couple of times. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can do this. Oh, absolutely. I think it's definitely an event where you're racing yourself or competing against oh, yeah. yourself to get better. My dad's probably like, oh, no, I want to be the best. Yeah. He's probably going to listen like to this that. and be like that. But There um, are people like that, and more power me, to them because like, it gives them do the best. an outlet <laughs> for their comp- competition and yeah. their competitive edge. People need that outlet, like some people do. And I used to be super competitive, too, and now, I, like I said, I literally just feel great. I'm not yeah. even going against my old times. I'm just like, I just want to get feel good. The when culture I'm done. around triathlons, it is amazing. It yeah. is, it's one of the best. Um, I have to say for sure, just because like, like you said, everyone's cheering you Everybody's on, cheering. and yeah, everyone loves it. But what's really cool is that USD now has yeah. a women's team too, which is awesome. I think that is so cool. I know not many schools have it. I think it's definitely more popular, like they're catching on. Um, I looked it up because this is brand new, what, Brenton? Yes, last year. Brand new last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, six Division One women's triathlon programs, and there's like 30, about 30 overall, and they compete with a lot of D2 and, and other schools because there's so few. But six Division One programs is all. It's crazy. Um but I, I and they've had some local talent. They've had some um, athletes from South Dakota on USD that have done well, and it's it's really fun to see that there's a place you can go, yeah, and uh, compete at the Division One level right here. It's so cool. I was talking to their SID, and I can't remember how many girls, but I know a couple were cross country runners or okay. a swimmer, and this is like their like last year, and they're like, oh, well, I want to compete in this oh, cool. and stuff, or but like. Well, I mean, we talked about it earlier, like swimmers might do triathlons afterwards or bikers like my dad or, mm-hmm. you know, like long distance runners, runners it's something yeah. to get into. So I think that's really cool. But like it's super unique for South Dakota now because, like you yes. said, not many schools have it. And if that's what you grew up doing, like how cool is it now that you can do that at the college level? You don't just have to pick one or the other. Oh, I think that's pretty cool. Oh, I think that's yeah, I think it's fantastic. And I think it's a sport that'll grow. And I know a lot of people are evolving into I don't know, some of these different races that are just, they're just crazy, these crazy adventure type races. And um, Ironman is kind of plateaued a little bit. Some of the triathlon stuff's plateaued a little bit, but it's still a super popular sport. Mm-hmm. Like even, even though there's tons of other different adventures and you can scale mountains and you can, you know, bike across America and you can do all kinds of crazy stuff. I still think triathlon is always going to have a place where, um, People can have that that competitive outlet and that that unique culture around it. So I, I'm really glad to see that USD is doing that, and they did well. They killed it their first year. National runners up um, at the USA Triathlon uh, Collegiate National Championship. So that is super super impressive. And what's really cool about USD's team. Two were seniors, three were freshmen. So they have a good crew coming back, I mean, just after their first year. So yeah. that's something to look forward to. Yeah, that's, that's going to help them actually in recruiting because when you recruit to a program that hasn't never been there before, um, it's hard to recruit. And then you just get that one year where you do, you know, you've got a runner-up finish. Um, I know there's only a handful of programs, but still to have a runner-up finish that's got to help draw some people who are really interested. Oh, in, for sure, in tri- for sure. And they're in good hands. Um, their coach, 
coach people um, that qualified for the 2012 and 2016 Olympic Games and then um, a junior cool. national qualifier. Yeah, so I think they went to trials and then, um, yeah, they had someone at uh, 2012 Open Water Championship um, who was in the top of that. So how cool is that that they're led by someone who – has coached the best, knows what they're doing, and they got someone like that their first year out. That's super impressive. And that it, it does help to have a coach, you you know, because you have so many different technical skills for a triathlon as far as biking, swimming in, and even running. Um, so it's great to have that experience on the sideline for for USD. That's I'm, I was really glad to hear that. Yeah, that's awesome. And they get to travel to so many cool places yeah, too. I know some are right around here. Five or six here, races a year that are all yeah, over. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's really cool um, because it's a little bit colder climate here. Yeah. So you can't always train outside, but I think it's so cool that they have this up here to kind of like, yeah. hey, look what we can do and stuff like that. And they, yeah. I mean, they get to travel. They get to do some cool stuff. Yeah, around. college triathlon is still catching on and still building. There's a lot of club triathlon um, that a lot of the really good talent goes and does it on a club basis too. So it's not just at the college level, but it's great to see that some of that's transitioning into yeah. NCAA now. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think what I'm trying to say is, like, it's cool that a northern school is yeah. able to have such a successful team because you're going to see that in the south because they can open water. Yeah, Arizona water. State was number one. Yeah, they can open water train all year round. Yeah. And it's so cool to see because the, the, you obviously can't do that at USD, right. you know? So I think that that's awesome. You could die the pool, I guess. <laughs> I don't think they're yeah, going to be very. <laughs> you can, but like you said, open water is so different and— um, that's that's a big aspect of of being good Huge. at this. Huge, yeah. So. We've we've covered that yeah. left and right. Like you <laughs> sure. are claustrophobic out there, but wow, really cool for USD. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited to see what they can do in year two and to see um, what commits they have coming in and stuff. Because I mean, national yeah, runners we'll up your first year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, definitely something we're looking forward to. Well, Jandy, this has been an absolute pleasure. The, I I talk about this stuff with you. I, I come up to your cube all the I time know, and talk this with you. <laughs> and and I still, even though I've I've already signed up, and uh, and that's the hardest part I think is just to actually sign up. And I feel comfortable because I've done a couple. I still am a little bit nervous. So it helps to have people like you and Chloe and. Just people around my other friends say, how's it going? So I, it just keeps me a little bit accountable so I can stay on schedule and, and I know I'll be able to finish my third triathlon and maybe I'll even do two years in a row, which would be a record for that me. That would be so awesome. We'll see. It's going well so That's far, though. That's really cool. But it's honestly, the, the hardest part for me beyond signing up is like dialing in my diet. And oh, I know that's yeah. a huge, that nutrition's a huge part of really being in good shape. And that's part of... I haven't really paid attention to. So that's my next goal is like get through this one and then maybe next year I'll try to get I'll be more like your dad and look for a competitive time. Oh my gosh. I think just getting out there and doing it is a huge Nobody wants huge to do it with me. Oh my gosh. Well some year maybe next year. Maybe next Elena. year. Yeah. I would need a couple of weeks of swimming. And like eight months of running. <laughs> you, so. could, you know what? The sprint, though, you could. I could it. glide on my bike, you but could. everything else I'm a little worried about. <laughs> you could do it, but it's only, yeah, only if you want to. Yeah, yeah. The well, offer's that, there. We're going to definitely talk about this okay, for we'll sure. We'll keep it on oh, the Jandy, you are the absolute best, and good luck. You said June 22nd. June 22nd. June 22nd. Come Look out, out for Lake. Jandy. Oh, man. We're going to be cheering him on here. Now I really have to do it, don't I? Well, yeah, now everybody knows about it, so. Thanks, Elena. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Jandy. You're the best. Thanks for listening to this Midco SN podcast presented by Avera Orthopedics. 
To listen to any of our past episodes, go to midcosn.com slash podcast.